On Tuesday night, the Phoenix Suns notched a miraculous comeback win. 22 down, and they get the W at home over the Sacramento Kings. It's the type of win the Phoenix Suns just have not had this season. And on today's episode of Locked on Suns, we'll break down how they did it and what it might mean. Could it be the turning of a page? We'll see. Let's go. You are Locked on Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past seven seasons, a writer at suns.com and the host of the Just Basketball Show, wherever you get your podcasts. A big thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen post game after a big Suns win 119 to 117. We are free and available everywhere, including YouTube, so if you have not done so already, maybe you're finding us for the first time, just hit follow or subscribe wherever you're finding the show. Get a new episode in your feed every Monday through Friday, including preview shows before game days and bonus shows on the weekend or after big news. Become an everydayer here with the show and get locked on to the Phoenix Suns all season long. Today's show brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more, and right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed whenever you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. We will have more from FanDuel later on in the show, but here is what we need to get to. The Phoenix Suns' biggest win of the season, potentially, in terms of momentum, in terms of confidence, in terms of new wrinkles. I know it's just the Kings, but similar to the Lakers, this is a team that had just beaten the crap out of the Suns all season, and they did it for three quarters. Well, let's say two and a half quarters, and it felt like they were on their way to another big win, and the Suns responded. So let's plug right into our moment of the game, and this one comes a little bit with an assist from Kevin Durant, who made reference to the end of the third quarter run as the starting point for the eventual comeback that would lead to this Suns win. And so I want to start there too. The unit didn't have him on the court. Durant was on the bench during this stretch, but it was Booker Beal, Gordon, Metu, and Nurkic. That group cut the lead to 10 at one point late in the third quarter and ended up at 12 going into the fourth. But in this stretch, you saw Eric Gordon come alive, and that's really the moment where part of the reason I wanted to talk about this stretch, because in the moment, when Gordon put his head down and got to the basket with, I want to say it was like four and a half minutes left, but I could be wrong there, that felt big because he had been straight up bad most of the night. And the Suns just were not really playing with a lot of force on offense, frankly. Even though they were, you know, you most of the time you wouldn't say offense is their issue. I mean, tonight overall, they had 115.5 offensive rating. That's not spectacular, but it's fine enough. Even just that little bit of 
momentum swing on offense where you were like, okay, if Gordon is wanting this still, despite how poorly they've played, and he's making an effort to say, my jumper's not falling, I haven't been involved enough tonight, let me get to the basket and try to get an easy bucket. I started, I I perked my eyebrows. I was like, okay, they're not quitting here. And he went on to score seven straight points as part of the run that would cut the lead to 10 and put the Suns back in this game. Now, we fast forward to the midway point of the fourth quarter where around the seven, eight minute mark, you saw the you saw Frank Vogel put Durant at center, but Josh Okoge was still in the game. So it wasn't quite the death lineup offensively that the Suns would close the game with. And Frank Vogel said that he just liked the energy and the defensive impact that Okoge was making. And with the game still on the brink, he didn't want to bail on the Okoge side of things too early either. But eventually at the 5 minute and 11 second mark, Gordon checks back into the game to complete the really, truly small ball all offense unit. Although calling it all offense might be disrespectful because they definitely buckled down on defense too. But from that moment on, 5 minutes and 11 seconds to go in the game, Gordon checks in. The Suns closed it out from that point on a 23-4 to run. And I don't know if I finished my thought a minute ago, but Vogel said all along that they had this in their back pocket. Durant at center. And at halftime, even pregame, they talked about it. They knew it was something that they wanted to try out. I even asked Vogel about this and got him to remember back to the lead-up against the Lakers in the final preseason game of the year out in Palm Springs when they planned to deploy this lineup, maybe against Davis, maybe against Christian Wood. I'm not too sure. But obviously, that was uh, almost, what, four months ago? Uh, No, I guess more like three and a half, something like that. So they've never really gotten to experiment with it, but they knew they had this Kings game circled as one where they could, especially based upon how the previous matchups had gone and especially how the first half of this game went. They wanted to try it out. And so they did, and it worked. And it worked initially because Durant himself kicked it off. He had eight of ten point, eight of the ten first points of this run that cut the lead to four. Another turning point in this game, I mean, really from the third quarter stretch I talked about all the way through the end of the game, the Suns were just making defensive plays against Fox and Monk. And part of what's especially impressive against uh, about that third quarter stretch is that I believe Fox, Monk, and Sabonis were all on the court for all of it. Maybe not Sabonis, but definitely the other two. And then at the one minute and 54 second mark of the fourth quarter, you see Gordon get a call, all right? And that might not sound like much. It was a very clear one, but part of what was so head-scratching and outright frustrating about this Suns team tonight, most of the game, is that they were completely in their heads about the officiating, completely derailed mentally, it felt like, in terms of focus and execution because of some questionable calls. And so I don't love that, but I do think it mattered here 
that at the 1 minute and 54 second mark, Gordon got a non-shooting foul called against De'Aaron Fox on a pump fake that Gordon put up. All right? Then the next possession for the Kings was 1 minute and, one minute and 34 seconds. Monk tries to deliver a very basic reversal pass to De'Aaron Fox at the top of the key and throws it out of bounds. That is when I thought the Suns could win the game. The Suns only led, or let me say it this way, Sacramento led for just over 46 minutes of this game. So there might have been a bucket at the very very beginning. Maybe the Suns took the lead immediately because they didn't retake the lead until there were 30 seconds left in this game. So it must have been earlier on. It took all the way until the 1 minute and 34 second mark where I thought the Suns could win it because I believe at that turnover, Sacramento was up six with the ball. They turn it over. Suddenly, the Suns are down six, minute and a half left with the ball. And what did they do? Gordon hit back-to-back threes from that moment on to tie the game at 115 with 40 seconds to go. Then KD gets another call against Sabonis. That is the loose loose ball foul on the rebound after what I believe was the Darren Fox mid-range pull-up jumper, which frankly, I know, you know, it is what it is. Tons of things go either way over the course of a game. That was a pretty good look. And so you have the back-breaking from a Sacramento standpoint, missed jumper by Fox, who has been a very clutch guy the past two years, can make that shot, has made that shot, doesn't go in, then they get the call on Sabonis, And the worst part of all of that is that that call put the Suns into the bonus. So it's a missed Fox midi, a bad foul by Sabonis, and then free throws by KD with the game tied to give the Suns the lead. Now, hidden within all of that is that over the final minute and a half, basically the stretch following that Malik Monk turnover where I told you I finally started to believe that they could win the game, Durant accounted for what I believe is every point that the Suns scored. They had 109 points at that moment. Durant scored seven and had an assist on one of those Gordon threes. All to give the Suns their victory. I might have that wrong because I also have Gordon making two threes in this stretch with only one assist from Durant. But that the point is, Durant took over to close out this game. And what I will point out as well, no, actually, look, my big takeaway from this game is about Kevin Durant as well. So let's jump over there and talk about what this small ball lineup could mean long-term for this team. Is it something they can rely on? How much can they ride Durant? What is What kind of Durant are the Suns going to be getting? From now on, a lot of questions to be answered after an awesome game. Let's dive into that next. First, today's show brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts 
for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. And with all the parts at the prices you need, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Today's show also brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical is here to fix some of the supply chain concerns or uncertainty that you may have this time of year during a bad flu season, cold season, and many more this winter. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running short on antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of sick season. It's a little scary, and of course, you don't want a supply chain issue to keep people from the life-saving medication or even just something to make them feel better that they obviously need, whether that is a child, a family member, a parent, a loved one. Thankfully, Jace Medical is working to solve that problem. With their Jace case, a different, a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and more, Jace Medical is getting you what you need. Visit jacemedical.com, complete a physician encounter, which will then be reviewed by a board-certified physician, then get your medications dispensed by Jace Medical, a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today, so go to jacemedical.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's jacemedical.com, promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first order. Okay, we are rolling here. Let's talk Durant, okay, because he's been the best player on this team by a mile this year. He appears to be on his way to being an all-star starter. And his two-way play has really shined over the past week. Now, the Clippers game on the road was an ugly loss. You're not going to see a lot of celebration of that one. But Durant defended Kawhi Leonard in that game and did so pretty well. He then guarded LeBron James on the in the in the following game, and LeBron did not do much. He then guarded Anthony Simons on Sunday in a game where, if you get a better performance from either Scoot or Simons, you're probably not winning that game. Scoot shot himself in the foot a little bit with some mistimed turnovers and some inefficient shooting. And Durant was able to just sort of wall Simons off. And then in this game, it wasn't so much him matching up against one player in particular, but the ability to go small and have him... You think, okay, go small, that means Durant's going to have to guard centers. That's not always the case. Yes, he did guard Sabonis at times. Yes, he did have to protect the rim at times. The play where Grayson Allen had a, a block on uh, Munker Fox was a great example of a little bit of hesitancy to try to score on Durant at the rim where somebody else was able to come in and make the block. So he did have those moments. But really, for most small ball lineups, and definitely for the Suns, what Durant at center is going to mean is that Durant has to guard everybody because small ball often means switching, and switching means you're not just defending your guy. So, in this game, the defensive impact was switching out onto Fox, switching out onto Monk. 
going one-on-one against Sabonis, drawing that loose ball foul. And so you couple that with the two stretches of scoring in the fourth quarter where Durant had eight of the first 10 points in that 23-4 run, and then I believe the final five to seven, depending on, again, where my math lays out there. The point is that he has been incredible on both ends of the court, and when the Suns find ways to deploy him effectively, that tends to be the best recipe for success. But what's unique here this season and I guess it shouldn't I shouldn't say unique because Duran is often referred to by a lot of people as the most malleable superstar in the NBA. But this season it sort of feels like his role is early in the game facilitator, late in the game closing scorer and all throughout the game defensive difference maker, defensive tone setter. And maybe as a side note, part of why fans and analysts and everybody else gets so down on Durant as a defender when you know people are playing body language analyst and are noticing effort fluctuation by him, it's because when he's doing this, it makes you want it all the time. So that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to get sidetracked with that type of negativity on a great victory night here, but I think that's part of it. Regardless, that's kind of the role, right? Facilitate early, score late, and defend your butt off. And, you know, that's the type of lesson you learn in this stretch where everybody has openly admitted that it's been, you know, one step forward and two steps back at times. And this is a little, this is kind of like October for them. And, you know, he, even Durant said, right? Like they've been the worst, he he called it the worst defensive player. Sorry. The worst fourth quarter team in the history of the NBA was what he said. And that's certainly accurate. But if they're figuring out how to deploy Durant, that's a huge chess piece or a huge, I guess, puzzle piece is what I mean to say that can start to make other things a little more clear. I asked Durant what made him want to offer himself up as sort of this versatile defensive Swiss army knife. And he told me that he brought that up to the Suns brain trust back over the summer when they were discussing how they wanted to play. And he said, you know, maybe it's because he's older and they were trying to manage his workload early. And obviously when Booker and Beal were out, he was having to do a lot offensively, but he said, this is something he's kind of been ready to do all season long. And I think the Suns, you know, because look, that's this is one example, the one-on-one matchups, but I thought the best moments the Suns defense had early in the season were, were when they were using Durant in help defense in unique, specially tailored ways, right? As the top guy of a 3-2 zone or the chaser in a sort of box-in-one 
type of thing with him guarding somebody man-to-man and then a, a zone behind him. There's no other way to slice it besides the fact that Durant has to be the most valuable defensive guy on this team for them to hit their peak. You would hope that they're able to pull a rabbit out of a hat and get at least one sort of defensive difference maker for the stretch run, whether that is a buyout player or somebody via trade. You would hope that one of Little or Bates Diop or Metu is able to be consistent on that end. But my big takeaway from this game is that when Durant is locked in, when the Suns are thinking creatively about how to use him and are very conscious of how to best use him, they are at their best. And tonight was just a reminder of that. Let us close out with whether this can be a launching point for the rest of the season. We'll do that in the form of a Phoenix Suns pre-take next. First, today's show brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is making therapy more accessible, more user-friendly, and more and easier for everybody. Around New Year's, we can all get pretty obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're doing already right. Therapy doesn't have to be about trauma or negativity. It can be about empowering yourself to be the best version of who you already are, learning to set positive boundaries, learn coping skills, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Again, it is the easiest, most casual, personalized way to take advantage of all of the benefits of therapy. Entirely online, convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. Today's show also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. The NFL regular season is over. The playoffs are wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. I'm looking at the NBA odds for Wednesday night. What do we have here? The Wolves against the Pistons. That is a beautiful one. Throw $5 there. You don't even have to win the bet. You already get the bonus. But of course, if you're going to put some money down, you want to win it. And FanDuel has more than just the regular game odds. They have live same-game parlays, popular bets in the Explore tab, and the Parlay Hub. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and the NBA. We'll close out the show with this. A Phoenix Suns pre-take. This is a segment where I let you know what the national perspective is going to be about the Suns. I'm beating the national analysts to the punch. I'm giving you a pre-take before they get there. And this is the type of win that gets attention. 
All right. Look, I think the NBA's ratings will probably be pretty solid for Tuesday night. One of the only narratives that has broken through in the past few years about the league is the MVP race, particularly between Jokic and and Embiid. They played each other. So maybe people weren't watching this game, this Suns-Kings game on the only locally local game on a big TNT Tuesday. But when people wake up after, you know, East Coasters were probably already in bed and they're checking the NBA box scores and they're watching back the highlights and they see the Suns came down from how many? 22 points? They did what with their lineup? Durant was guarding who? And they see what an impressive win this was, or maybe they see the viral, you know, ESPN win probability thing where I think the Kings were at like 93% with a minute left or whatever it was. And they go, okay, something is going on here. And maybe if you're a good analyst and you're doing your job, you at least watch the highlights. And if not the highlights, you maybe watch the game, maybe watch the fourth quarter. And I think anybody who does that is going to come away feeling like, man, the Suns showed something. What is that something? Well, if you're really looking at it from an X's and O's standpoint, you would say, well, they showed what their small ball ability is. They showed the ability to go toe-to-toe with a a high-powered offense and slow down that offense by making it play a lot of iso ball and forcing it into turnovers with a, a good switching attack. If you are looking more big picture and maybe less so X's and O's, you would say they showed some damn fight. They didn't roll over. I wouldn't say we've seen a lot of games where the Suns straight up rolled over, mostly because the worst Suns losses have been ones where they either... I mean, most of the time it's been a hapless fourth quarter, right? Memphis, New York, Dallas, etc., where it's not so much that they're getting blown out or even giving up a lead themselves. It's, it's mostly just close games that they lose, they lose control of. But the fact that they, in this game were able to, at the very least come back, get it within reach and then have the clutch ability and have the spacing and the shooting of that lineup really, really work out to the best possible degree you could imagine. That's all the kind of stuff that makes you believe, right? Okay, they have some new wrinkles. They have some tricks up their sleeve. Their guys are gelling. They're showing they can make some defensive plays when it counts. They're beating a team that had their number. They're finally going above 500 at home. This is the type of win that gets attention. This is the type of win that, if you build from it, can start to make people believe in you. And it doesn't really matter if analysts believe or fans of other teams believe. Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, it matters if it actually is that turning point. And Friday is going to be a very interesting test. We have multiple shows to go between now and then, so I'm not going to jump the gun and start talking Pelicans, but... I would not be surprised if we see more small ball in that game. 
because the Pelicans, whenever Jonas Valanciunas is off the floor, they go small. And it's not Zion at center. It's primarily Larry Nance Jr. at center. But he's healthy right now, and they've been rolling. And they can put out a pretty uh, fire-powered offensive unit themselves when you talk about C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram and Trey Murphy and Zion and, and Nance or something like that. So build on it. And I'm not saying you have to go out and play small ball in every single game and that's your identity now and that's all that I'm going to count as a good win is if you do it that way. No, of course not. All I'm saying is it is a kind of good matchup to come the Suns' way right after this win because they can build on and follow up with some of the same things that won them this game. I feel very optimistic about this one. I think that it is the kind of thing we've been waiting for the Suns to do. Now, if you had asked me before the last six minutes of the third quarter, I was feeling about as negative about this team as I ever have. So this is the Suns this season. Friday could go the other direction. You never know. I'm not trying to count any chickens before they've hatched or declare anything prematurely. But this was, this was impressive. And it was impressive in a way that can lead you to believe that, it's, that it is the first step toward some substantial improvements because of how it happened. We'll just have to see. That will wrap us up for the night. Don't forget to hit follow or subscribe wherever you're finding the show, including YouTube, back on Thursday. Planning to have Shane Young of Forbes, who recently moved to Phoenix, and I've been getting to know at games on Thursday's show. And then getting you ready for Suns Pelicans with Friday's show. Hope to have that long ago promised announcement about Locked On Suns coming in the near future as well. Maybe a nice little, uh, well, I won't tease it too much. There you go. I'll talk to you guys next time.